0: This is Keith with Retro Gaming Radio 1620 AM MQP IDFK Milwaukee. With breaking news coming out of the Kanto region, hundreds of Pokemon species have suddenly gone extinct overnight after Bill accidentally (laughs) fricks his PC. (laughs) With more on the story, we go to our correspondence live in Cerulean City. Ryan and Brian. Can you you guys hear me? Yes, How's hello, it going? Uh,
1: Keith. <laughs> Keith um, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, We're, we have a little bit of a delay. Uh, you know, it's probably just the distance between us with Kanto and Cerulean City here. It's worse than expected. It ends up that the toll of species lost is upwards of 600 now. Most wanna, Pokemon species
0: gone. I want to ask you guys, you, you guys are out there, ground zero. First of all, what is the mood in Cerulean City right now? <laughs> Oddly joyous joyous <laughs> not so blue <laughs> nice i guess i should just do do not, was not it? so blue i like it <laughs>
2: cerulean Come on. oh i got it Come i got on. it yeah
3: there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no you're
1: good dude you're good uh,
2: 600 whoa. species that's that's crazy that is a lot, lot of pokemon a lot.
1: it's a lot it used to be just 151 of them so maybe it's good to you know
0: cull the herd a little bit but it's all that. It's all that damn ten-year-old's fault for even putting them there in the first place. It's true. It's true. Well, they shouldn't be blaming children. This is the five o'clock news. Welcome back to another episode of the Main Quest Podcast. As always, I'm your host Keith, and with me today, I already know heard it's not only Ryan this time. Yeah, I've also got Brian. That's right. I've got list off in totality here with yes. me today.
1: Yeah, happy to be here, man. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having this us. Is, this is fantastic. Always. Yeah. Thanks Thank you. for
0: coming on. Yeah. We're t- we're not discussing any game in particular. We're actually here to talk about what happened in the industry uh the past year. So and I could can, I can't think of anybody better to come join me today than you guys because every month you guys discuss what is happening, which I learned before the show. <laughs> you might not be doing that anymore. So. <laughs>
1: We're just trying not to be comprehensive about everything that's happening. But um, yeah, flattery will get you everywhere, Keith. So thank you very much for that. <laughs> thank you very much for that. Uh, I was under the impression we were talking about Returnal again. So I may have to leave oh. early, but you got Brian here. so I have
2: fine. not played but one hour of Returnal. So I'm, I'm not the best. How many times did you die in that first hour? <laughs> How many times did I die, Ryan? I mean... Just, just a five maybe? you were you were saying i was doing pretty well but i also had all of your perks so it was right. making it a little easier like i jumped into that fog that you were like nope that would have killed you immediately if you did that oh like right yeah round. true
1: right yeah and i think you went in the water right like, yeah anyway we're, we're talking we are we are talking about returnal
0: <laughs> i knew it you want to just t- you just want to do another episode <laughs> of returnal i, I don't mean, know if your listeners want, want
1: that yeah i don't know <laughs> I don't know, but I do feel like I am here with the only two people on earth who like me. So that's nice. That aside, from my family, aside, from, from, aside from my family, aside from aside from my family. Yeah.
0: You didn't even invite me to Thanksgiving, man. What, what gives? I'm sorry. It's going to be Christmas soon. So
1: I'll be out of town. Yeah. Yeah. Excuses. Good thing, excuses. <laughs> good thing. Nobody knows where my empty house will be. <laughs> so,
0: so you're Santa Claus is what you're saying. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> that's, i've heard that someplace before <laughs> yeah it sounded just like that too didn't it <laughs> there's stuff that i always want to talk about throughout the year but because i record my episodes so early i mean there's stuff that we're gonna actually get to eventually in this episode that will probably be old news by the time this comes out mm-hmm. and so that's always kind of the weird dichotomy that i have where i'm just like oh God, i should really really talk about this and that it's just going to be, nobody's going to care or remember yeah. by the time the episode drops.
1: I mean, I think it's it's fair to note that the Game Awards haven't happened yet at the time oh, of recording this. Right. Like that's, you know, probably something will happen there. Not not something that should come up, but, you know, something will inevitably be announced that we're not talking about.
0: Right. Video games will happen. Yeah. Trailers will come up. People will see things. Right i won't be talking about them you guys probably <laughs>
2: will be it will probably yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we've yeah, we've yeah. done those emergency episodes before when there's like a surprise showcase or nintendo direct so mm-hmm. yeah and this is why i listen to you guys we will bring up the good and the bad
1: though yeah it's oh, not always sunshine and rainbows right. with the game awards oh I.
2: we already know a little bit of the the kind of stuff going on there so yeah yeah Yeah. so
0: before we get into it just to let the
2: listeners know
0: this episode is going to work exactly how it worked last year and if you weren't with me last year welcome uh we're going to just go through and discuss some of the biggest most critical bits of news from around the games industry i think the best way to do this is um i guess i'll kick it off and kind of lead the discussion here with this first story and after we present our story just kind of go back and forth between all three of us does that make sense
3: yeah
1: yeah absolutely okay
0: cool Should we start with the big, fat, putrid, dead elephant in the room? <laughs>
1: I think it's good to get that out of the way, absolutely.
0: Just to fucking do this now, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Activision Blizzard has been having a year, and I kind of have a timeline because, little background info, I've actually been keeping track of all of these news stories as they break in my phone, I write down little notes. Because I'm a fucking nerd. No, that's good. And so this goes back to March and the first story here. And it escalates pretty quickly. Activision Blizzard lay, lays off 190 employees. Uh, there was a story in Bloomberg that reported staff from different ap- apartments, <laughs> from different <laughs> departments in the company <laughs> have been completely cut off. And the employees that were laid off, they got a three month severance package. They got health benefits for a year. And to top it off, they got a gift card to BattleNet. Oh, excellent. Oh. Do you guys, this z- is z- z- all ring a bell? Oh, yeah. 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 This, this, That's yeah, the next best thing next to, you know, having a job. <laughs> BattleNet card. Right? Yeah. Well, oh. Yeah. It was to just something fair, to do in your time off. To be fair, that severance package that they got was like, it's fine. But like the Battle.net card is just like a spit in the face. It yeah, really is. Absolutely.
1: It is like to be just to be fair to all sides, like the severance package is good in an industry that doesn't typically do that. Like typically people make a game and then it doesn't sell well or something like that occurs. And then it's like, my. But it's just it. like the, the yeah.
0: You get that bad. You get fired from your job and you get the battle in card you're just like hey don't forget right don't forget spend money on the online services that you won't be helping with anymore <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's, it's twisting Make sure the that severance package feeds right back into the system exactly <laughs> yeah. that's Oof. how
2: it feels Ugh, so gross it is and that's that's a significant amount of people losing their jobs all at once that's
1: I, I, well, there was even more news uh just today actually uh as of recording it's december 4th it's cool that i say
0: that right it won't date this podcast at all no okay uh
1: so <laughs> uh you know this headline reads this is from um the verge call of duty made three billion dollars in 2020 uh so of course activision blizzard is laying off uh quality assurance uh actually i think it was jason schreier who uh Retweeted an employees, uh, tweet about how they are just, you know, laying off QA personnel throughout, uh, Activision Blizzard. It's not just a few of them either. And, um, it's, it's disgusting because it's from a franchise like Call of Duty that just released a game that, of course, sells well because it's a Call of Duty game. And I mean the headline says it all they made 3 billion last year like why are they laying these people off it doesn't it's it's disgusting it's gross
0: Bobby Kotick the you know festering shit stain also the CEO <laughs> of Activision Blizzard despite all these layoffs I have a note here that he was still going to receive 200 million dollars in payouts due to his shareholders right. and with that perspective with uh Ryan just talked about Activision Blizzard had a 21% increase in revenue from 2019. So they went from being a $1.9 billion company to a $2.4 billion company by the end of 2020. That's terrible. These people were actually asked to relocate too to uh
2: to Madison, Wisconsin, actually. And that is uh, the worst. And lost Just, their jobs. Wow. Yeah. M- yeah moving, yeah. uprooting your entire family and life. And then just getting the axe. That's yeah. that's the absolute worst. Yeah.
1: And so what? So the money can feed the pockets
2: of someone like Bobby Kotick. Are right. you serious?
1: Are you serious?
2: Which I don't see it on here, but he, Bobby Kotick, said that um, I'm not going to receive my regular salary anymore. And I'm just going to get the bare minimum. And its he's trying to do this goodwill effort to say, like, look at what I'm doing. I'm, I'm changing these things. But... Like you mentioned, he just got a two hundred million dollar bonus, so he's just going to live on that. And all these things in good faith are just—it's it, it, like the Battle Net card. Like, who cares? What What are you guys doing? It's
0: one of those things that even if he leaves the company, it's not like he's just going to take the money and be happy and live the rest of his life on like an island somewhere in a mansion. Yeah, he's going to try and be part of the industry no matter what, right? Uh-huh. I mean, we look at the yeah. Game Awards. He's part of the Game Awards. He sure. sits on the board for that.
1: He sits on the board for Coca Cola. I mean, this is like he's not going to be out. <laughs> right. of... He might be out of the video game industry, but he's not going to be out of industry. Good point.
0: Very good yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coca Cola <Yeah>. Game Awards. <laughs> <Right. Yeah.
1: laughs> good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, I I just yeah I just have to say that like everything that's happening with Bobby Kotick. His whole reason for not leaving, like he he said something to paraphrase phrase, that he wants to root out all instances of mistreatment in Activision Blizzard, and like that's why he's sticking around. That has such a lack of realization
0: that he's like you the are rot. the... right, exactly. He's the exactly. rock in the company, exactly,
2: and it's what the employees are demanding that he be the one who leaves. Yeah, just completely disregarding that. Yeah,
0: and all How- of this is particularly. Bad because of what we know happened down down the years as we go down this timeline here um because like how many of these people out of this initial one ninety how much how many of them were actually laid off and it was just a headline to say that they were laid off how many left on their own accord because of what was happening yeah, yeah. Could have been fifty could have been a hundred it's you it's' know? It's, possible. it's not It's not a good headline. It doesn't look good. If all of a sudden you're like, "Oh, just hundred people just up and left Blizzard." Yeah, I mean, I'd how much of this is crowd control or not crowd control? You know what I mean?
1: Right. I'd I'd have to look at like the timeline myself. I don't have that prepared, but um, you know, if I believe it, if they left and came out and spoke to news sources about what was occurring, and And I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying that's
0: the case. It's just something. It's kind of been sitting in the back of my mind.
1: I'm sure. I mean, it's, it's obviously there There were toxic work environments within Activision Blizzard. So like that, mm. I've worked in those. I'm sure you guys have worked in those in the past as well. And like, yeah, it makes you want to leave, you know, so it's possible. It's definitely possible.
2: I've never, never. had a real job. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you're, a, you're a real podcaster, Brian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so speaking of people leaving. Jeff Kaplan, the original designer, director of Warcraft and Warcraft World of Warcraft. He did Warcraft as well. And Overwatch, might have heard of that one, abruptly leaves the company after working for them for 19 years, which essentially means Overwatch 2 is on is not on an indefinite hiatus, but is delayed indefinitely. And um you said you had something about Kaplan?
1: Yeah, so you know, it was more at the time of his leaving when more and more of this was coming out about the sexual harassment claims and the frat boy culture going on at Activision Blizzard. It seemed as though his exit was maybe a month or two prior to that. And um it almost seemed like he was trying to save face by leaving. Uh It did come out later that he was, this is from people on his team and other people that he was actually shielding his team from a lot of that stuff. But I still think there's a responsibility there because if he was aware of it, and like it good for him for shielding his team from that and a lot of the other corporate BS, but if he was aware of that when and it's God, it's so hard for me to say something like this about a person like Jeff Kaplan, but like I'm sorry, you probably should have said something when you left. If this, if this was why you left, like you need to you need to speak up because it is a thing where if you don't speak up, if you are aware of this and you're complacent about it and you just let it happen you're you're a guilty party too like i'm sorry but you're yeah. completely a guilty party
0: he was in a leadership role he was the head of that team he was a big part of that company for a very very long time
3: yeah
2: yeah if he's yeah. saying that he didn't know about it and if he's saying that he knew about it and didn't do anything i mean those are both failures of management that correct needed to be addressed Right, right. But and it, the timing is so suspect on, on him leaving. That's the thing that gets It really is, yeah.
1: Absolutely. And for him to say he doesn't know about it, it almost, that doesn't really work with the timeline of events. and Right. And with how many people at Activision Blizzard that weren't in the leadership role knew this was happening, like, I'm sure people had to come to him about it, right? Like, yeah. I mean, this is all hearsay granted. Well, also,
0: when you leave a company like Activision Blizzard, I guess this could also tie in with the amount of people that got laid off that I'm essentially um pondering if they just left. But there's probably some sort of like uh what do you call it? Non-disclosure agreement when Possibly. you leave the company. So a lot of those people that were quote unquote fired, maybe some of them left, they had to sign a non-disclosure agreement. Jeff Kaplan probably had to sign some non-disclosure agreement as well. Yeah. Uh because you're not supposed to talk about the games that are being made at the company. Right. That could also, within that document, there could also be other lines in there saying you can't talk about certain things or you can't say X, Y, and Z about the company. You know what I mean? Right.
1: I mean, I, I do. Uh, yeah, I'm 100% sure all of them signed NDAs to some extent, uh, probably about game design. If it's something like sexual harassment in the workplace, that's like I doubt, oh. I would doubt the legality of an NDA saying like, hey, you can't discuss this stuff. Like, no. Right. Like, yeah. You definitely yeah. can. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, so there could also be instances where those people aren't talking about it because there's already mm-hmm. some like court case going on. True. And they can't interfere with that.
1: I mean, that is true. There was uh, active investigation by the state of California, right? Exactly. So it's possible that like he wasn't able to say anything because of that investigation. Like, yes, Brian, thank you for saying that because I was really kind of ripping into the guy. And that is a, definitely a possibility. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the, the escalation point is, I mean, we've already kind of towed around it. Activision Blizzard versus the state of California. The company is sued by the state of California over its workplace culture. Many of the headlines and like discourse around all of this stuff has pushed the narrative that Activision Blizzard has been under the investigation by, I don't remember what the name of the, the, um, part of the government that is suing them in California department of Oh yeah, I don't know. The uh,
1: state of California. Yeah, that's all. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The state Department. Yeah, yeah, it's the uh, legal department
2: of the state of yeah. California.
0: <laughs> One hour later. Department of Fair Employment and Housing.
2: Oh, okay. There you go.
0: <laughs> had been, had been. Um, they've been investigating Activision Blizzard for a couple months leading up to this. For what journalists, gaming journalists are calling frat culture which i i'm just gonna go ahead and say what it is because we're all adults here and like as far as i know activision and blizzard are I'm told are run by adults <laughs> to employ adults um it's not frat culture it's just fucking abuse and corruption it's yeah God, it's a company right? that's I, just more interested in dehumanizing and marginalizing women and using Mm. them as just a disposable way and means to make income. According, it gets fucking so bad here um, at this point. Uh, According to the complaint, the allegations include uh, harassment of female employees, male workers making derogatory comments about rape. In one case, a female worker was harassed to the point of suicide. And there were promotions that were being held back uh, due to uh, women
3: being pregnant. Mm -hmm. A lot of
2: unequal pay, I know, was part of it, too.
0: Yeah. uh, I'm sure there's more here that we don't know about until more stuff comes out of this. This is relatively recent. I think this was July or August when this stuff got dumped on everybody. Mm -hmm. So...
1: I mean, wasn't there a situation that even after all this came out, uh, they had hired a, uh, like, co- co-leading a female to, like, co-lead the company, right. right? And this is, while this is all this happening, paid her less than her male counterpart.
0: Yeah, president. the president uh, of Blizzard, J. Ellen Brack, left after this all came up and Jen O'Neill took his place. And then right. Jen O'Neill yep. left after only three months. Right. So... She went on to work with Women in Games International. That's a step up for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's just so like you know it, it, we talk about tone deaf, right? With Bobby Kotick like, not realizing he's the rot. This is just like I don't know why it's surprising. It's just, It's the same. It's the same habits, right. right? It's the same exact formula to hire a woman, pay her less. It's like why would this be surprising, right? But it is, it is like, you know, this is headlines right now. You know, all this heat's coming down and you do something like that. It's just like mind blowing, mind blowing. I, I, I know people say, Oh, you know, people, there are employees at Activision Blizzard and, and they work hard on these games. And like, yes, that is all true, but like, I will, I, I am not buying an Activision Blizzard game at this point. And like, I, I feel okay saying that.
2: So I want to bring up one thing. What, what should they have done? When they were putting in these two co presidents to, to run things, should they have chosen a, a man and a woman and just paid them equally? Would that have been the right thing to do in the situation?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think if responsibility is equal, equal pay is there, but I don't think it has to be a okay. man and no, a woman right? either. You know, I think if it has to be the two best candidates and agreed, it, and Jen O'Neill was mm-hmm. seems like she was up to snuff. So, yeah it could have been her and another woman, and like that would have worked, you know but th- yeah. it is that e- it has to be the equal pay, yeah a hundred percent they are the, doing the, that the was same the job. stupidest
2: thing for them to do absolutely,
0: that, yeah, yeah something I yeah. skimmed over actually is that within all this, there was I don't have her name here, maybe you've got it up, Ryan um, <laughs> well, uh, there was somebody there's <laughs> a woman working for activision Blizzard who had actually previously worked for the bush administration around 9 oh, yeah. 11 who was basically in charge of keeping all of the torture that was going on in afghanistan covered up pretty suspect if you ask me yes like you couldn't absolutely. have i mean bobby katek already works there but i was gonna say you can't have like a more shitty upper management you know
2: yeah lording over something that you love to this do francis townsend was was the person that's it Yeah. Former George Bush era counterterrorism appointee.
1: Yeah. And then there was a company wide email that came out, right. From Frances Townsend uh, where she was talking about how difficult times had been and that basically she loved working for Activision. It was one of the best companies she's ever worked for. Uh, Proud to be a part of a company that like takes this hard line on sexual harassment and like inappropriate work environments this was written by fran townsend one problem it wasn't (laughs) it was written by bobby and sent as fran townsend what
2: over and over how is this guy
1: how is how has he not been asked to step down like how is he how has he not stepped down himself like are you that far off a moral center that like you are just like who do you what do you think you are i guess if you get a 200 million dollar a year bonus like hey money's power like you think you can do whatever you want and the crazy thing is
2: they're proving he can do whatever well the board is on his side and it Mm -hmm. it it must be i don't know he must have something on everyone that they just don't have the courage to to get him out of there Mm -hmm. it's sick it's
1: i i mean i feel for anyone any single like good person who's working for that company. well
2: so i have a problem with when the whole when we're talking about all of this stuff and people say well i'm still going to buy their games to support like the people who work there and the developers that like i feel like that's just the company kind of like that's that's the ignorance o- that's the only thing that the company like can like latch on to so that people think like okay i gotta have goodwill like this is the thing that I can do. Yeah, I don't want to support mm. the the higher ups, but I'm I'm supporting the developers. It's, it's, it's not not what's it's not
0: goodwill. It's not right. as if the people buying their games are like, well, we need to support their quality of life. As if working for Activision Blizzard is some sort of quality
2: of life. Right. Right. Like, that's I, not. I, it doesn't equate the way that people are thinking it does. It's a terrible I, argument. Yeah. It's terrible. It's piss poor. Like
0: it's a backhanded way of actively supporting this horseshit right like mm-hmm. they're all clearly they're already not getting paid for their work and the time spent there like there have been layoffs in the hundreds and they continue to happen up to the very week of this recording mm-hmm. like yeah. there, if you want some way to support the developers there are other avenues to do that there's foundations that you can donate to like uh the place jen o'neill went to yeah uh exactly. women in games international there's girls yeah. make games games for change which, hey, I'll leave links in the show notes to those if that's mm-hmm. something you want to check out. There there are I other agree. avenues you don't have to buy Activision Blizzard games.
1: <laughs> no, I think I agree I agree with you, Brian. I think it's a cop-out. Like, you know, people... And and I'm not calling out anybody specifically, but I do think that at the end of the day, it's because a gamer wants that game. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's not beat around the bush. You're coming up with a reason right. why it's okay for you now to it. Now I can sleep at night. Right? <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, I feel for these people who are like just the QA people, for example, who are asked to relocate to probably potentially a different state. I mean, I know some people live in Wisconsin, but (laughs) not everybody does. It's really cold up there. (laughs) And, and, and think about that. It's not Silicon Valley. It's not Austin. Like, where are you going to go if you lose that job? Now your family's there, you know, and it sucks. It does suck. And yes, like these people do need to be supported and, and. Keith, like I'm glad that places exist where you can donate to uh, because yeah, the, the I wish it's easy for me to say like, oh, they should just leave this environment. But like we've all lived our lives and know it's not ever that simple to leave a job, especially when you're somewhere you weren't before, maybe a different state from your family or friends or support group or whatever. Well, this is
2: a systemic problem in the games industry. Yeah. So no matter where you go, yeah. I mean... Ubisoft encountering is, is like, yeah. oh, thank God, the the pressure's off us for right now. Right, but all right. of these places. But it's not even.
1: Yeah, and if it's not that, it's crunch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hope
2: you like working seventy-hour <laughs> work weeks. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. It's tough, man. It's really tough. I, I really had hopes um, that this year was going to be the year studios started to unionize. You know, developers started to unionize. I feel like I hope that
0: every year. Um, and I'm certainly God. getting tired of talking. I last year I talked a lot about this stuff up front in a lot of different episodes i even just talked about just overall i used to talk a lot a lot about politics early on i've definitely weaned off of that this (laughs) year because i know a lot of listeners kind of like dude you get really upset you need to calm down a little bit about that i'm like okay but oh, wait till our next episode yeah (laughs) as far as the games industry goes it's just year after year like it just last year i talked about ubisoft and then all the pedophilia in the Smash community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that stuff happened last year, and it's just like this is happening this year. It's here we go again. It's just right. this never-ending yeah. cycle. I said, to,
1: I said to Brian last year, like maybe you know the Ubisoft stuff will be the driving force behind unionization, and I I find myself thinking the same thing about Activision Blizzard this year, and i just hope it happens.
0: So the last thing I've got here to catch us all up. Then we can finally move on. Bobby Kotick himself not only knew about everything that was happening, but is known to have even participated in the stuff that happened as well. Wow! Uh, even going as far as actually threatening death to multiple employees. So, yeah, as of this recording, which Ryan dated December 4th for everybody out there, Bobby is still not being held responsible for anything. And I think when you guys already mentioned, he's the board is behind him. 100% completely supporting this fucking festering, tiny zit dick. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, I also got notes here for uh, Sony, Um, Jim Ryan, Microsoft's Phil Spencer and Doug Bowser have all like quote unquote, put pressure on Activision and blizzard. Yeah, But like, as you guys could probably attest to some of my listeners as well, is that I'm a pretty cynical person when it comes to multi-billion dollar companies. And so I just don't fucking trust Microsoft, Sony, or Nintendo. Like, this is something that's, it seems like a cynical PR move by all three of them to kind of cover their asses. Like, they're just, like, they care about yeah. what's going on, but like, they'll never actually have the balls to remove Activision or Blizzard games right. from the storefront. And that's
2: the only thing that would really send no, a
0: message. Right. Because it's one of the biggest revenue streams for yeah. all three companies.
1: I mean, do you think they haven't worked with Bobby Kodak before, these three companies? Not these specific people, but like th- they may have had an idea of the type of person. No, was. Jim
0: Bryan has definitely shook his hand before. <laughs> yeah. Phil Spencer yeah. probably kissed him on the mouth. Oh, like, geez.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Open Ralph? Probably. That's hot. No, I'm kidding.
0: God, that's so gross. Yeah, no, you don't I mean, even want to like, know what Reggie did to oh, him. Oh, jeez. My bo- my, his, his body, body was right. Reggie.
3: <laughs> ah, let's go.
1: That's great, dude. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's just they did the bare minimum, right? They knew it was a PR issue, and they had to come out and say something, so they came out and
0: said something.
2: Yeah. Everyone's just waiting for it to blow over. Everyone involved and in who has something to lose is just waiting for it to blow over and another company is going to fuck up and then we'll, they'll move on to that one and it'll be just Activision will come up again in maybe a year. Fuck Activision.
0: Fuck Blizzard. Yeah. Fuck Bobby Kotick. Just, Kotic. just Kotic. straight right. up. Yeah. Fuck Bobby Kotick. Yeah.
2: So before we move on, let's, let's say this guy does leave. Do, do you think that does anything for this situation? Do you think the developers like, Think like okay, that was it. Like we're we're good. Let's move forward with everything that we talked about. But does this make the difference?
0: Well, I think Ryan made a good point where they have to they have to get a union first. Yeah,
2: that's like the end all to to any of these situations. So employees have the protections that they need.
0: I feel like Bobby Kotick isn't the only one left there that has been a part of any of this. I feel like there's probably couple sure. other people there maybe a handful that are still yeah. wholly responsible right. for what is happening there mm-hmm. who knows if they make that heel turn and you know listen right. to whoever steps in bobby's sure. place who knows
1: i think it's a step in the right direction but i think there needs to be like a spanish inquisition <laughs> or like a total salem witch hunt like to to weed out the responsible parties if they haven't left the company right. or are still with the company
0: it's rot. it's rotten it, it's hard to cut out rot let's uh let's go on to a little easier new stories shall we you guys want to you guys want to take this one over
2: i'd, I'd be happy brian, to
1: brian do you want to yeah yeah do the All honors right. man
2: so halo infinite shadow dropped their multiplayer still a beta but basically the multiplayer about three weeks early uh from the official game release and uh yeah we're we're going to be playing the the main campaign shortly here too but we have all been blessed with with Halo much much earlier than than was originally planned and it it seems to me like they had had the multiplayer in a good place and we did all these other technical the uh, I forget what they're called technical alphas or betas and it really felt like they wanted to just push for their 20th anniversary of Xbox and, and Halo in general and really just make a, a statement here. And yeah, we we've been able to play Halo and I've been just, that's, that's the game that I've been playing over and over again. And now we're going to just keep that, that ball rolling with the campaign launch in, in a couple of days. So this is a very exciting thing that I have never seen done before. You rarely see games moved up, and especially one of this caliber and and scope.
0: Yeah, I think it's notable because I mean, tons of games come out in betas all the time, like Minecraft, famously, or Kerbal Space Program, or whatever. But something like Halo, it's that's kind of unheard of. Yeah, in a lot of ways, and I think it's it's a really ballsy move for Microsoft at this point. It obviously it obviously worked, and I think it's. I think people are over the moon it's been a while I correct me if I'm wrong but it's been quite a while since the last Halo game
2: yeah 6 years
0: yeah,
1: 2015 yeah yeah 6 years it has been a while um it's not without controversy this dropped and it seems like it's also getting some negative press which maybe it's all this Bobby Kotick talk that has me all fired <laughs> up to do some spicy takes here but um I just think a free game, a free triple A multiplayer Halo. And maybe this is like the old man in me talking. I haven't played a Halo since Halo 2, you know, back when we bought our games. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm kidding. I'm not ageist or anything. But like, it's free. You can play for completely free. Like, you don't have to spend a dime. Of course, it's following, in some ways, the Fortnite way of doing things where it's like, oh, you buy skins, but it's all cosmetic. It's not free to play. But... I mean, it's still free to play. It's, it's just cosmetic. It's not pay to win, right, right? Correct, yeah. But I just think like, it, yes, it's stupid to pay $20 for an armor set, but you don't have to to play the game and enjoy it. And the, it's such a fun game to play. Um, I, I actually wanted to speak about this because I can't really remember the last time there was a gaming announcement that surprised me this much. Like, this is by far, to me, the biggest surprise of the year for this to drop a month early. I, it it's unheard of in this industry uh, that is now just game delay after game delay after game. Well, delay. this
2: game was delayed a year. Also, yes. It was delayed. Yeah, that's, that's true. That too.
1: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So let me cuz I Craig, don't know too much about the game itself cuz I'm just honestly not that interested in playing it. You've got two experts.
3: So... <laughs> <laughs> One and a half.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't consider uh, I know this expert. I know this game is a beta is everything there or are they just kind of testing for bugs like are all the game modes there are all the
2: guns there no no they're they're so what they're doing right now all the all the modes are not there um they have been trying out new modes every couple of weeks where yeah. they'll change up what quick play for instance means and they'll throw you into different matches they've done one event that had a new game mode that wasn't available before and they have come out and said that they will, there will be new guns as time goes on. There's a lot of guns right now. Oh yeah, there's like, there's like, there's like 20, enough twenty or twenty five yeah. or so. And each, and, um, are each sorry, mode, Are each mode, just your each mode is a different map. So, the way they're doing it right now, and and this is kind of where people are not too happy but that's why they're saying it's a beta is there's only two modes. There's quick play and there's big team battle. So quick play can be like five different types of game modes. It's either slayer or or capture the flag or oddball. And then it's 4v4, but it's 4v4 and then big team battle is, is those things just with a, a larger team. So you can't go in there and say, I just want to play slayer. You can't like pick a particular game mode right now. They're going to be adding that where you can do, like, hey, I just want to play Capture the Flag, add Infinum, but
0: Mm -hmm. not yet. See, my thing is, and I talked to Ryan about this off air. My worry for the bigger picture of this multiplayer free to play thing is that a lot of games end up introducing battle passes and stuff of that sort. Yeah. The person playing for free is basically gated off. A whole bunch of stuff that is included in a battle pass where you might have to pay like a monthly subscription just to get all the content, and so that's kind of where my mind goes with something like this. I joked around with Ryan being like, Well, hey, at least you can sound like a hipster. Well, hey, I played Halo Infinite when it was good.
1: (laughs) Actually, there (laughs) is a battle pass already, it's ten dollars for the battle pass, but there's no time. Typically, like the way Fortnite did it, is you had like a month to do the battle pass. Um, and that's from level one to a hundred of it, and you earn different cosmetics throughout, and blah, blah, blah. And this is similar. Um, you pay $10 for the battle pass, but there's no time limit on completion, and you earn cosmetics. The one advantage I, I would say is you earn like double XP boosts and, uh, challenge uh, swaps. They do these. the leveling system is all by challenges, like get five headshots or something like that. Um, and if there's one that you think you can't achieve, you could use a challenge swap to swap it with a new one. Uh, and the double XP boosts obviously give you double XP for like an hour. But I mean, if you're even if you're just a Game Pass subscriber, you, they're going to have a package where you get four of each every month along with skins. So if you're a Game Pass subscriber, you don't really have to get the battle pass. You still get skins and these XP swaps and boosts and things like that. But you, you'll only f- cosmetically fall behind, right? Like none of it is going to make you better at the game or better at killing people or any of that. It's just so that's, you're
2: going to look cooler. Doing. That's the thing I don't understand. Is that is that the only thing that comes of this is cosmetics and mm-hmm. like that's what I guess people are upset. Maybe they'll miss out on on a certain cosmetic.
1: Well, that's the thing too, though. So they have the store where you can buy specific cosmetics, and they also have. It where you can battle passes not only do you have an unlimited amount of time to finish them you could go back and purchase any battle pass so even if you play the game a year from now and you're like man i didn't buy that first battle pass you could go back and buy this one and start achieving towards the goals of the cosmetics you want to earn so that solves the problem then right there's a lot of choice yeah they are actually making it very player friendly fortnite gives you this fomo uh that i think encourages people to spend money where it's like oh if i don't get to 100 i'm not going to get the mandalorian skin right i say so you have a month to do that so you have to go go back in and play Fortnite religiously like it's going to be the only game you play so you could be the mandalorian and i do appreciate that halo is not doing that
2: i just don't play games that way i guess where it doesn't that won't matter for me it's nice to seem to see that they are kind of trying to address that but Mm halo is just good Mm -hmm. i I just like the game
1: (laughs) doesn't matter what you look like it's fun to play my goal
2: is to have no cosmetics and to just have the original sleeper agent you're the sleeper agent man yeah yeah you mean you guys aren't going to strive for the rick
0: sanchez (laughs) character skin (laughs) (laughs) i'm going for the morty skin (laughs) evil morty direct in which the biggest news to come out of that was the big box office sued a big big box office smash hit the super mario brothers movie casting was revealed oh
1: god oh god oh i
0: need to bring up the list yeah i, so it. I, I
1: have it here oh, okay in the lead role it's a me mario <laughs> we have <laughs> star lord <laughs> chris pratt oh man and uh as Luigi, we have "It's Always Sunny" because it's Charlie Day. <laughs> Charlie Day himself. The one really good casting here actually is Anna Taylor Joy as Princess Peach. I'm cool with that. That's good cast. That's good cast. I feel
0: like the only reason why they casted her is because she looks like she looks like Princess Peach.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she's yeah, she's very popular can, right now too. She, she is, is incredibly good, popular. I, she's a she's, good actor, yeah, definitely. But I'm
0: just saying, definitely. like she. Looks like she could just be in the live-action adaptation. 100%. 100%. To be honest,
1: 100%. Seth. Same, Rogen same as with Kong. Yeah, same
0: with Seth Rogen.
1: He has <laughs> a good voice for Donkey Kong. <laughs>
2: he does. Like he does. I would argue
1: for that. Like his laugh and everything. Right? Yeah, I think he he would make a decent Donkey Kong. Keegan Michael Key is Toad. I'm cool with that.
2: I'm cool with it. I wish we had the Donkey Kong from the 3D TV show, like the Crystal Coconut one. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, okay. oh my God. It was bad. Ugh. Yeah, no, I know what you're
0: talking <laughs> about. I just don't know why you would bring it up on my show. <laughs> yeah, right. So J- Jack Black as Bowser, which,
1: like, I don't know That's pretty
3: why. good. I, I, think no, that's I don't think good. so. You don't, don't like think it? I do so.
1: I don't like it. I like Jack Black. I think he's yeah. a good actor, and I think he's a good voice actor, too. Kung Fu Panda, man. But um, I just don't see him as Bowser, mm-hmm. you know? Like, maybe more of a minion to Bowser, you know? But uh then Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong, which I love Fred Armisen. I think he could do no wrong. I think he could probably voice act every single character <laughs> that is a part of Mario. Uh But the person who can actually voice every single character that's a part of Mario, Charles Martinet. Yeah. Is is in the film as other characters? What are they gonna do? Mario. What are
2: they gonna give him? He's gonna be like Everybody. a Goomba or something, <laughs> right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. Who knows? Who knows? Um, this, first of all, we're getting a Mario movie. That's like that is cool.
0: We have pretty one, big though. news. That's not that surprising. Stop it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because the first time you were on our show uh, was the top video yeah. game movies, yeah. right? And did this? Did the original Mario movie make any one of our lists? Not I don't mine. think it did. <laughs> not mine. No, I don't think so. Yeah. So that should tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> we're, we're, I'm really happy we're getting a Mario movie. And like, will it be good? Probably not. But will it be fun? I feel Probably. like it. I feel like it has a lot of potential to be good.
0: I, it has a lot of potential to be bad. I, I, th- I think it'll be fun. Zero I think it will expectations be fun. for this. Yeah. 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 They're incredibly low. The further we get away from the casting reveal, the more I'm just like, whatever.
1: (laughs) I really, and it's not like any politics involved whatsoever. I would be on board with this cast if it wasn't Chris Pratt as Mario. That's the one linchpin you have to change. That one doesn't make any sense. If you had Charles Martinet as Mario and the rest of this cast, I'm good with it. Talented voice actors everywhere
0: were pissed. (laughs) Right. Rightfully so. Rightfully so yeah and interesting i stuff. just yeah i'm i'm interested what he's going to do because he just can't be white ass chris pratt right being mario right. like you can't just be chris you can't be the lego movie where he was just chris pratt <laughs> like he right. was not doing anything he,
1: yeah and apparently he's not doing an italian accent which like maybe that's good but also what you're gonna be mario the thing i'm like, more
0: interested in is what is the art style of this movie going to be, is it going to be something closer to Pixar or is it something closer to what we see in a Mario game these days? Something mm-hmm. really like a high fidelity looking mar- like Mario Odyssey or something like that.
1: So it's illumination, I believe. Yeah. Is that so right? The minions. So think, think minions. <laughs> That's what I was about yep. to say.
0: Think minions. So a lot of, not a lot of sharp edges, a lot of round corners.
2: Yeah. I think Wreck It yeah. Ralph is is what I envision oh, be good. because yeah. they had Bowser in there, so I could see them sure. trying to match an art style like
0: that. And also, do yeah. we go with models of these characters that somewhat look like the actors? Because there's a lot of movies that do oh, that. No, there's a please lot of no. Animation adaptations that do that that they kind of look like the actors. I could
1: see them. I could see them doing like face. Like expression mapping, you know, like facial mapping. So it's sure. like similar. So when like Jack Black plays Bowser, it will be more of like a Mario game style <laughs> Bowser, but like a really
0: animated Jack Black reaction to things. Do they right? put a giant shell on Jack Black as he acts it out?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Definitely. Oh man, this is just, I'm sure this will, you'll be talking about this movie. It's next year. Is it coming out?
2: Holiday of next year
1: so i'm yeah i think about this time next year you'll be talking about it one way or the other
2: <laughs>
1: i don't know uh, and we will too we will too i'm gonna see it i'm gonna see. yeah yeah i'm gonna, oh, see, yeah.
3: Uh,
0: yeah, I'm gonna yeah. see it too yeah 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 i saw Fun. resident evil colon welcome to raccoon city i'll see the super mario brothers movie <laughs> oh no was that one yeah, bad? i was so disappointed oh, to hear oh i talked that. about that for a whole hour i see Brian. yeah <laughs> I, li- I listened i listened <laughs> you first, were my drive
1: home from the airport first so. 25
0: minutes no spoilers if you care um, yeah. yeah
1: you could yeah you should listen okay. to it if you're
0: at least somewhat interested yeah. um listen to my episode don't watch it though okay don't don't watch the movie yeah.
1: i'll wait until it comes to streaming at at your advice uh so you know i said halo infinite shadow dropping was like my biggest the biggest surprise news of the year like the biggest surprise of the year I think the Mario movie casting is probably the biggest, like, surreal experience I had from a news drop. When it was happening, I was just like, I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> like, why are why are they excited about right. this? Like,
0: I was, this doesn't sound I good. was driving home from work, and I think it might have been, I think it was Eric from SideQuesting Podcast. I was driving home from work. I was stuck in traffic, and he was just going mad, messaging me, like, did you hear Did you hear? Did you watch the direct? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I didn't. It was wild. (laughs) And he was like, when you get home, you have to look up what happened in the direct. And I'm like, "Okay, I guess. So, yeah, I I got home and I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it is what it is, right? Chris Pratt needs a new bathroom. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's grown on me. I mean, on, it, honestly, the cast has grown on me. The one thing is the Chris Pratt. You
2: know? He's so cool. Shigeru Miyamoto.
1: <laughs> you know what else
2: is cool? Esports.
0: Esports are cool. Yeah. So, saw my first live esport event this year. It definitely was not EVO. No, it was not But EVO, Evo was held this year, as opposed to it, it, it being canceled last year due to a numerous uh things get into (laughs) it but sony or sony interactive entertainment bought evo which stands for the evolution championship series you got it i think it is (laughs) that it is that that. (laughs) which is the large it's the largest esports fighting event like in the world which is held in vegas Mm -hmm. so yeah it was canceled last year because of covid but also on top of that The former president, Joey Culler, was fired for sexual misconduct because of of course there was sexual misconduct in a video game related thing. I've never been into eSports. I am familiar with Evo, but even like after the stuff with like Culler and then the participants, especially the the Smash community, it it seemed like people were just kind of ready to throw dirt on that coffin, you know? Mm Mm-hmm
3: yeah
1: i mean i definitely never thought evo would go away there are too many rabid fans of too many fighting games that take place at evo i mean smash brothers isn't even the biggest game at evo like they're a huge is Evo the a huge only game. thing um, to
0: stop publishers and developers from shutting other tournaments down because you hear about nintendo shutting down tournaments all the time
1: yeah no i i mean <laughs> i can't answer that <laughs> uh but i i do think the fact that sony now owns it is is very newsworthy because it, there's like a lot of bias involved now with one of the biggest game right. developers out there uh owning it they can decide which game gets center stage and they can decide which game gets the most play and and the you know the biggest spotlight shown on it and i think it's extremely problematic when you have smash developed by nintendo that usually takes a pretty big stage at evo and what's going to happen with that if there's a somewhat sour relationship between nintendo and sony you know i mean i know brian's a big fan of killer instinct uh and that's a microsoft developed game so well rare i but, don't, I, know, don't know I don't that know that
2: there's any evo fervor around killer instinct yeah i was gonna say it <laughs> makes sense that sony bought
0: evo because out of Bolt or all three companies they are the one with the most legendary fighting titles like nobody's totally nobody's going to evo to play not, not exclusive or <laughs> well like i guess
1: <laughs> right but like you could still get street fighter on xbox sure. right you could still get you know tekken on xbox i'm pretty sure now you can right but those um, but i don't actually like, like tekken don't
0: and capcom versus snk and mm-hmm. bushido blade they don't play bushido blade at <laughs> Evo but those titles <laughs> well, are synonymous up- with, that's where they started they started with Sony
1: right right so let's just say something like Capcom right big news story from this year that's not on our list is that Capcom wants to start developing for right. PC more right what if that draws ire of Sony and now all of a sudden like Capcom games are an obviously they want people to attend Evo they still want it to be a big event so they will have notable games like Street Fighter there or Capcom versus Marvel or whatever um, Marvel versus Capcom, excuse me. But it having it owned by Sony, I think just leaves a lot of room for things to go wrong, right? A lot of room for, for bias. And, and there could be a lot of issues. Granted, like it's too early to tell if that will actually happen, but I think it's a big deal. Uh, especially when it comes to to esports and, and an event this big in the esports world, I actually follow esports like pretty well. I've been watching a lot of competitive Halo lately. hasn't made me any better at the game, but um, I, I do find it very interesting. I think it's great. I think it's more entertaining than real sports in a lot of ways. And yeah, I just I I don't I don't know if it's a good thing that PlayStation uh, Sony rather now owns
2: this. I guess the is best- there is there a chance that they leave it alone and let it? Do what it's been doing, or do you think they really stick their finger in it?
1: No, I actually think that's the most likely outcome is that they leave it alone and let it do what it's doing, which would be great. But I do like, obviously, there's a lot of there's a lot of
0: room there well, for what things. Are the big to go games wrong, that people right? come to evil for it's Smash Brothers, Street Fighter Five, right. Street Fighter. Tekken, 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 Tekken uh- Soul Caliber,
1: Yeah, Soul Calibur. Uh, the, even older games Capcom. are still played. Yeah, older games like Marvel vs. Capcom are still played. I mean, any fighting game, Blast Blue, like their name of fighting game in uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, like right, all right, these right. are played. At every Basically, any notable fighting game that has come out over the last 20 years is probably played at Evo. It's a huge so
0: there's not there's not a lot of fighting games that are Sony first-party titles.
2: No or at least first party developed. I think what what you guys said before, it it's that they got their start on PlayStation. They they have that through line. I think that's where the where all this like comes from basically. People already are thinking like Tekken PlayStation, so it sure. kind of makes sense there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I mean I just yeah, I thought it was worth bringing up.
2: It deal. is yeah. And it didn't yeah.
1: get a lot of play. It didn't get a lot
0: of play for being such a I'm big sure deal. I'm sure buying Evo wasn't, you know, a drop in the bucket for Sony. Like Sony's got a lot of money, but they're no Microsoft.
1: Makes you wonder yeah. if they got something in development that they want to give center stage sure. to, you know. Maybe
0: there's still yeah. a lot of unannounced games on Sony's own. PlayStation All-Stars coming Jesus. back. Jesus. Let's go. Oh my <laughs> Can God. you imagine? Well, Smash is, well, like, there's room for it now, yeah, right? Everybody's like, coming yeah. out with a Smash clone. Nickelodeon? Nickelodeon? There's a WB one that came yeah. out,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. You could play as Batman and uh, Arya Stark. I mean, can't beat it.
2: Scoob, uh Shaggy too, right? You got Shaggy in there? I want to point out for Evo 2016, Killer Instinct was one of the games. So, see, Relevant. there you go.
1: Relevant. I'm not just throwing these names out. Brian. Yeah, but also like Mortal Kombat. How do we yeah. not bring up Mortal Kombat as one of the big games that's yeah, played in Justice? Sorry.
3: Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: I was going to say something about copyright infringement when we were talking about all these Smash clones so I could come up with a very good segue here. (laughs) It's nice. (laughs) uh, Epic versus Apple, which is something I brought up last year in my my news episode uh, last December. There was a lawsuit filed by Epic Games against Apple for restricting revenue That was earned through in-app purchases. And I am happy to announce that that case is closed? Question mark? Not really? (laughs) So from my understanding, it's that Apple won the case on 9 out of 10 counts. Mm -hmm. Epic is allowed to link to other places where you can purchase V-Bucks but they won't be able to do it uh through third party apps without having to give money to Apple. In Apple's case, they can no longer stop Epic from advertising those third party apps wherein app purchases can be bought. So, even though Epic basically lost the battle, they they are allowed to put Fortnite back on the store, but they as of this recording, December 4th, 2021, <laughs> they still have it. The Epic, Fortnite is still not on the Apple store and Fortnite or, and Fortnite and Epic also has to pay back all the money that was owed to Apple while Fortnite was initially on the store. And the only reason why I put question question mark case closed is because Epic appealed and they're going to keep right. appealing as long as, the, you know, they've got an Olympic sized swimming pool full of money. <laughs> they will just keep going. <laughs> um, it's I think they said they were going to keep, appealing this until at least 2026 or something like that legal purgatory oh, gotta... <laughs> that's where this is now uh it's it's just you know we talk about we've talked about a lot of different things in the gaming industry tonight and this is just one of those things on the opposite end where it's just like companies fighting over money right i i it just not actually caring about the consumer at all
1: exactly it's more like we want more of our cut Right, but I mean, to yeah. be—I f- think Epic, I, I think there's a problem with the way Apple does business. Definitely, but apparently they have uh, security concerns that are very valid. So, you know, you can kind of see their side of things too. At the end of the day, it's like, man, these companies make so much money. Yeah, it's not that Epic should just get in line and accept that there is this like oh, like in-app purchases have to be performed by through Apple and there's an upcharge and basically like an Apple tax, right? It's not that they should get in line and accept that, but...
0: So, sorry, (sighs) I know you're fine. Epic had this statement. They said they have not put Fortnite on the store because Epic is not allowed to offer in-app payment in fair competition with Apple's in-app payment. Which passes along the savings to consumers, which is kind of like the most tone-deaf statement I've ever heard as far as tone-deaf statements go. Because this has nothing to do with customers at all.
2: No, they just wanted their money. It's what it usually comes down to. Right? (laughs) Right. Well, so this is another instance where Epic is trying to get the consumer on their side by saying... Look, we're doing this for the developers. We want more money to go to them. And yeah, we'll we'll also get more money, but I mean Apple, they're they're doing the the worst thing. So like this is awful, right guys? And it's just these two mega corporations duking it out and we're going to get whatever's left over here. I am I am an Apple purchaser. I have an iPhone, I have MacBooks. I know Ryan does not and yeah put that google thing out there pixel six buddy that's a pixel six you got you got inverted controls right that's right (laughs) so i'm not too familiar with this one we're talking about days gone i just felt like it was no i was gonna
1: say um yeah right so days gone 2 was in development right and then sony came along and said like stop that sony bend we don't want you working (laughs) on that we want to bring you in to help other developers with their games I think it's now come out. It, initially, it was like rumored that they were helping with uh, Last of Us Remake. That was heavily rumored, I think, from pre- some pretty credible sources. Um, but apparently, it's come out since then that they might be working on a new IP as well.
3: Ben right, has, correct, yes. Correct, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, have you played
3: DaysCon? I
0: have. So... For the uninitiated, Days Gone came out, what, 2019? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah. And, like, I'm looking up some of the reviews here. They're not very good. (laughs) Uh, The highest is is the user score on Metacritic, which is 8.6. But overall, I mean, it has five out of tens all over the place so
1: here's the thing it it was messy at launch and i got it at launch um i actually paid for the digital deluxe edition uh because i'm a fool i pre-ordered the game uh this is this is this is (laughs) ryan this is ryan two years ago okay he was he was a foolish foolish I know what a young buck uh stars in his eyes and the world has made him cold since then but it's um it's not a bad game. It's definitely not fives and sixes that it got. I will say that genuinely. uh, I do tend to be pretty positive on games. They've done a ton to fix the game. And as it stands right now, it's probably god right scores on games, but I'd say it's worth your time, especially that it's 10 to $15. I'm not going to put a number on it, but like, if you could, if you want a huge sprawling game, I mean, it's, 60 hours maybe like to get through the story and that's not even considering all the side quests and everything it's big and it's beautiful and now they've had time to fix a lot of the bugs that were present on launch it's a good game they're a capable studio i think the thing a lot of people miss is this was well outside of anything they had done prior to it like they had never made i think they did handheld games predominantly prior to this um Never made an open world game, never really made a console game. It was a big ask for them. They, as it stands right now, it's a very good game. It would have been cool to see a Days Gone 2, not necessary. I do not think Days Gone 2 is necessary. And who knows, like, it's been said Sony was the one who said, like, oh, don't do that. Like, you got to work on these other things.
0: Maybe it was. It's not a bad call, to be honest with you. So, normally, like, Stuff like this happens in the industry all the time. But the the reason why I thought this was notable to talk about in, in an end-of-the-year news wrap-up. You know, despite what we all think here about the game, Sony obviously thought it wasn't viable to make another Day is Gone. So instead, they moved the team to help Naughty Dog with a Last of Us remake and a new Uncharted game, which is just Sony is so bad at treating their new developers when it comes to especially when creating new IP and stuff like that. And the fact that they just moved them to Naughty Dog to help with a game that's only six years old, seven years old, to remake it? (laughs) Like, is just and then to make a sequel to a long-running series. Yeah, and I I say they're not all a lot of people before the merger even happened. A lot of people at Bend left and went on to go do whatever the new project is that they're doing now. (laughs) I'm kind of of both minds when it comes to sequels, right? Like not every new IP needs to be sequelized. I'm talking I'm talking about the days gone situation. Like we live in a world where like Horizon was successful, right? But that's going to be melt until there's just nothing left in that <laughs> franchise. Uh, Cory Barlog, God of War, said that Ragnarok is going to be the last game. It's not <laughs> going to be the last game. Everybody knows there's going to be another God of War with or without him. It's the same thing I said about Smash Brothers earlier. It's going to be another <laughs> Smash Brothers with or without Sakurai. And, like, when a new IP has potential for growth i don't see why there can't be another game especially if you haven't told your story so it's like what you said like it's not a terrible game it was their first open world games kind of their first time dipping their toe into something into a project that big why not give them another chance i mean yeah critics scores all around are just kind of like eh but people seem to like it People who bought it seem to latch on it. So, why not give Ben another chance? Why not back them up? Why not give them that support? So, I have a theory. Okay. Can I say it? Sure. So, I think if you look at Sony's
1: first party studios at the time this came out, right? One thing's for certain they have a Last of Us TV show coming out. They see dollar signs with that, with a release that coincides with that of a Last of Us remake. They need to they get out. They have an Uncharted. Movie right. coming out. Right. And they need to get these games out when it's relevant, right? Mm-hmm. If this thing releases during the first season of The Last of Us, it will sell gangbusters, guaranteed. So look at their first party studios at that time, right? Horizon went nuts. Days gone, mediocre, right? At the time, they didn't have a house mark. Uh, they didn't have uh, blue points. Point. Thank you. Uh, so who are you going to put to help with getting this remake out in time? Which studio would you pick? Probably Sony Bend. You're not going to put Insomniac on it. Like, you're definitely not going to put one of your oh, big heavy spilled. hitters. Like, <laughs> you know, you're not going to put Santa Monica on it. Like, you're not going to put these heavy hitters that, like, put out incredible products to help on it. Like, I, I could see why from a business standpoint, they said, okay, Sony Ben, go help out. I don't think Sony, like, I'm not an apologist for anybody. At the end of the day, all these companies are just trying to make money. But there are games like Seafood coming out, right? They took a chance on Returnal. They even the statement about moving Sony Bend. They said something like, "New IPs are the lifeblood of the gaming industry." I don't. People blew this up to be like, "Oh, they don't support new i like studios and smaller studios." They put a lot of support out there for games that amounted to nothing. There was Jet the Far Shore. Did you
0: even know that released? Like they had bam. absolutely, I did. Oh, good. Did you play it? Yeah. <laughs> did you? Uh, I'm gonna get to it next year. I okay. was gonna try and fit it in this year, <laughs> right. but I'm like, there's just no way. But I they can. put
1: a lot behind that game, and they put a lot into Sifu that's coming out, which like is a new IP, and you know nothing. Like it's a it's a shot in the dark. It could hit. It could not. So I I don't think they're as harsh as the reputation this got them to be. Uh, this news story got them to be. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it's all about money. They saw which studio they could put on it and they did it. Yeah.
2: I don't think this necessarily means that days gone days are numbered either.
1: Uh, oh, could, come on. It, you could have said days are gone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it would have been cool. I would have, that would have been weird. It was. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, they moved them to do other stuff for now, but I could see them coming back to that and maybe learning the lessons that they needed to and getting back into that world. Because like you guys said, it it is a, the people who really like this game really like this game and want to see what else can be done in this, in in the world. Basically.
0: I'm not a franchise guy. Like once you get past, like I talked about it in my horizon episode, where I feel like that just told a perfect story from beginning to end. Oh,
2: I'm so and excited.
0: Like, and believe me, like, <laughs> i i'm excited for forbidden west yeah. like i want to play that game but also when it got announced i was just kind of like like you knew it was coming but also yeah. i'm like
2: i'm like uh, i guess <laughs> like i guess
0: no,
3: I well agree
2: all, all you need to they do, can't they can't help themselves yeah, yeah. all you need to do to to make a sequel and to get me excited is to have lance reddick basically say there's more to the story than you're what it, <laughs> yeah there's there's more remember me we've still so much to discuss is that
1: a holdover from fringe is that pretty much yes (laughs) oh
2: my gosh that that is that is yeah Yeah. cliffhangers all all around there so um i i agree the ending (laughs) of
1: horizon got me like that was that was beautiful
0: yeah i'm more interested to see what a studio like gorilla or ben can do that isn't i guess in ben's this whole obviously this whole thing is because they canceled days gone too but I'll just use Gorilla as an example. I want to see what they can do that's not Horizon. They did Killzone for so long. They did Killzone for like ten years, and then once that was bled dry, they did Horizon, and now how long is that going to go until there's until it's just bad yeah. until it gets just as bad as Killzone, dude?
2: I mean, same with Sucker Punch, right? We were doing Infamous right. over and over again. Yeah, and then you get Ghost of Tsushima, which is awesome. Yeah, just oh, yeah. do something new developers don't yeah. want a cory balrog basically stated like i don't want to keep making god of war games mm. yeah i i think i mean it makes sense financially that they make a game and then work off of that for sequels until it doesn't make them any money so there's there's just a graph that they follow where fortunately at a certain point they just jump off yeah. yeah i mean nintendo right you want to talk about people doing that they do that all the time granted they use their same five franchises and do different things sometimes but that that is a company that definitely has their their franchises that they never stray from and yeah we get splatoon and arms but not much outside
0: of that yeah you're not going out day one buying a nintendo switch for arms exactly people (laughs) did i think though right like isn't that something that happened I think you're being a little wistful there. Yeah, I I never actually (laughs) never got into arms, so... All right, so um, you guys want to do this next one? Somebody want to take this, the metaverse? Yeah. Are we going going to the metaverse? Oh
2: yeah, meta meta uh, no longer Facebook. Well, it's still Facebook, but it's it's Meta's Facebook. Uh, but yeah, they they are going all in on VR and the metaverse. And I know Ryan is very excited about everything that I. You, we, can we even call it Oculus anymore? Is is that
1: it is i think well i think it's still oculus by meta okay. i'm not okay. sure i'm not sure i they have they do have new boxes now though where, that oh, the units really. are sold in that same meta on it i don't oh, know if I, it's oculus and meta are on there or if it's just meta yeah they were quick to do that yeah i think vr is incredible i think there's so much potential for the next step of gaming and uh, of so many industries i mean seriously just we we go over this quite a bit on, on our podcast. You,
0: you guys are the pros here. I'm sitting over here. And my eyes are gonna glaze over because I've no, but y- touched they the VR headset once. They shouldn't glaze over
1: though, because I think the tetherless now that you could link to PCs, it's incredible what the potential is. Um and it I, I've I, we've touched on this on our podcast many times. It's not just gaming. It's it's literally like the next step is coming, right? Um I can equate it to like the internet almost because it's gonna be an immersive way to do business, to learn, to game, all of it. And and Facebook is really latching onto that and creating an environment where people can create. And they're gonna create economies, marketplaces, things where people create virtual items, and then you can purchase it and you could carry that item into anything that you go into, any game you go into, anything that's linked to the metaverse. It's basically going to be ready player one or as close as we could currently get to that in vr or ar didn't you just describe nfts it is it is gonna be <laughs> nfts it's gonna be virtual nfts yeah exactly and uh i'm not ready for all this i, I i'm, I'm with idea. you i'm yeah. with you i'm with you but it's it's happening and like i think it's exciting uh
0: i just the one want to play thing, donkey
2: kong the i'm sorry th- go ahead
0: no i think it's very exciting i think the <laughs>
2: brian what if you could be donkey Kong? that would be something else <laughs> i'm sorry i interrupted you go ahead
1: no you're fine you're fine um I am a big proponent of VR, especially when it comes to things like education and productivity. Yes, for gaming, it's very cool, but I think it could change the way people experience the world around them and especially the history of this world around them. I'm a history major, so I'm like a big... I'm I'm into it, man. And I think especially when you get into productivity, I mean, you can create a virtual environment where you have as many monitors as you want to do business on. I just i wish it wasn't facebook that's like the big push behind this because that's like
2: facebook doesn't seem to care about the game side of it nearly as much and and that's that's fine but we want the games (laughs) it's also the
1: privacy issue i mean if there was Uh a company i would trust with this it wouldn't be facebook they'd be really one of the last on the list of of companies i'd trust with
0: it can i can i ask who would you trust (laughs) <laughs> what multi-billion-dollar company uh, would you trust?
2: I don't know, man. I really I don't. I mean, for my money, and I know it's it's scoffed at, but Apple does seem to take security as more seriously than anyone else.
1: I I actually think they have a they take privacy seriously too. Right. Um, I I do think Apple is one of the better companies when it comes to that sort of thing. So
2: yeah, that is one. And they that... have their. Like three thousand dollar VR headset coming out, right. so I would not say trust Apple. No, I, I, I don't know not. if there's yeah. a billion dollars no, no, company they're, out there they're still I doing
0: something with your with your information. We just don't know what because they're very good at hiding. Of it. course, <laughs> <laughs> yes. right, right.
1: Um, but it, it is very exciting. Uh, I think this will be the industry that grows the the most uh, over the coming decades. I really do. I think it's gonna be. Oh, yeah. It's gonna shape how we how we do things
2: in in the world we're still in the bulky headset like this is we've seen what happened just with video games from joysticks on crts to to where we are now i mean there's there's tons of room and i think that the main thing is the bulkiness of the headset i mean just throw some glasses on that'll be like that that'll be the tipping point i i feel like for most people we've got the price like that that's there i think Three hundred dollars is very fair for that piece of technology. Yeah, absolutely. So it's yeah, just the the cumbersome aspect of it at this point. Mm-hmm.
1: And and look, I've I said it on our podcast when this came up. I think it's important to note that, like, yes, Facebook, huge, huge cons, right? Like, they have a lot of things they have done wrong. I think the one thing they've done right is support uh, VR developers and uh, put a lot of their own cash into it and made it really low cost to entry to develop for their headset. So obviously they want to build it as a platform and they want to put them in every home and they want your data. But as far as breeding an environment that, you know, people want to get into this and develop for it and make make educational apps and, and productivity apps and games they're, they've done a good job of that
2: i'm very interested to see what playstation does with their next headset we've gotten a little bit of details but that's a studio or sorry that's a company that is definitely focused on the game side of things and i think that's where i mean we already saw it with the playstation vr that's where some of the best titles came into play yeah you had to use the psvr to play them but the games were definitely of a higher caliber, I'd say, than a lot of what, what was out there at the time, at least. We've definitely gotten better games now, but it, there's still a long way to go with that.
1: Expect VR to be in the news for years and years and years to come. Definitely. Yeah.
2: yeah. This this is not going away. This is not 3D TVs. This going something be AR. That... It may be AR, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, AR just seems... I don't know. AR more so feels realm of education and applications outside of gaming, whereas VR is is the thing where you you put it on your face and you're not doing anything else. And you're Leon. Well, I
0: mean, I'll exactly I'll admit I'm pretty ignorant when it comes to the whole ecosystem of VR. You were you guys are literally the only podcast that ever talks about VR. So that's where <laughs> I get.
2: I don't even have VR except for a, an old
0: headset here i'm cautiously optimistic i'm cynical by nature so i can't help it but <laughs> cautiously optimistic because s- since i'm really not in the ecosystem vr has kind of been a big news story for the past almost 10 years now i remember when they were first developing oculus and what like 2011 or something like that Right. So, Palmer Lucky. It was a very long time ago. This seems another age. Just to say right? 10 yeah. years ago, 2011, yeah. holy shit. I felt like until this news came out about the metaverse, that VR was just kind of coasting. Nobody was
2: really cared about it. You know what I mean? Am I wrong about that? I would say it's still very niche market. It right. hasn't gone broader like Facebook probably wants mm-hmm. it
1: to. It's crazy to think that I bought a Quest 2 at launch and I was, I, I'm I'm an early adopter probably for VR, uh, definitely far from the earliest adopters. But um, when I started to hear them talk about ha- their plans for qu- just Quest 2, just the Quest 2, I was like, man, they're, they got big, big things in the works. This is going to be something I, I do not regret buying one whatsoever. I've loved some of the experiences I've had in it and like, i think it's different you know i i have put on some of those early headsets and the quest 2 isn't isn't like the most high-powered vr headset out there right now obviously most tethered to a high-powered pc and are capable of much more but well so is the quest
2: 2 you can right you if can you link it, to it your right PC. but i,
1: I mean I, just by itself right but right. having it untethered and like You know they've put in patch after patch after patch of support to it, where now they have 120 FPS. So games where I was getting motion sick, I don't get that anymore because it's operating at the frame rate that's like better than movement. You know, better than my eye can perceive it. So it's really incredible what they're doing. And right, this is what I'm saying. Fault, fault, meta, all you want, and fault Mark Zuckerberg for being an android. I'm cool with that, but like, man this is they're not backing down from this they're going all in on this and like i think that's what vr needed it was always capable of being more but it needed a big backer to like push it and be okay with loss for a while probably and facebook's eating their money like they're losing money on it but they're okay with it because they see the big
2: they get some data in return i I think they're fine with that so brian you don't have a headset that's what you said, you said well so so I do have the oculus, I don't know what you call it, but like the version one not not the developer one, but the first consumer oculus oh, okay rift okay. Um, was given to me the rift, um, which right? it's, the rift, yes, that's what it's called, and it, it's 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 nice i I do have to tether it, but it I can play like half life Alex and you can play any game with it hmm. it's still like the the headset, basically. Okay, never mind. um yeah. Because I'm
0: for somebody I, like me who's not, I'm not even really interested in jumping into VR. Having played, I, my brother has the headset for the PlayStation, and I've used that. I played Job Simulator and um, Thumper. Oh yeah, um, Thumper's is a great game. In VR. Yeah. But I wouldn't go out and get a headset for Thumper. I, there's there's not that there isn't software out there for the headset where I'm like oh, I need to, I need to get the headset now. And I know Resident Evil four just came out on VR. That looks really cool, but I'm not getting a headset for that. Like there needs to be more of things like that available in order for me to mm-hmm. jump in. And then on top of that, my second point is what you guys were talking about. It's seems a little too cumbersome at this point. It needs to get to that point we were talking about that is when it's just a pair of glasses you put on your face or something.
1: Uh, the three biggest games that I keep going back to are Resident Evil 4 VR. These would be system sellers, in my opinion. And then really, it's sad that there are only three. So I definitely see where you're coming from. But it's RE4 VR, it's Demio, and it's um, Beat Saber. And, and workout apps in general tend to be fun in VR. Uh, but yeah have you played it. Lone so echo at all i can't it's not on the Quest oh, too and i right. only have like a gtx 745 or something in my computer so it's not right. running low echo you know okay uh so yeah i haven't played low, low echo yet
0: way into this google <laughs> shuts down stadia game studios <laughs> Ooh. which is something yeah. i almost Itty. completely forgot about until i looked at my headlines that i had saved over the year uh, this happened <laughs> back in february and uh google shut down their in-house studio development for stadia which who, so, who, who could have seen that coming <laughs> right so, I mean, I
2: predicted
1: it. <laughs> I, I actually predicted that Stadio would make a comeback this year. I'd like oh, to God. take the long shots, you know? <laughs> and man, uh, Ryan was messaging me as soon as this news came out. Um, like, almost a, only a month after we made the episode, I think. Right. And he's like, basically, in your face, Ryan, is the gist <laughs> yeah, the of what Yeah.
2: So, Keith, what's, what's your cloud gaming knowledge, or do, do you use no. it at all? Have you tried no. it? Okay. No sort of cloud no. gaming for you.
0: I'm interested in what Xbox is doing. Microsoft is doing with right. streaming on your f- streaming to your phone. But also like I'd, I'm not a portable gamer by any means. i oh, rather just okay. be sitting on the couch playing games because usually if I'm out doing something, I'm out doing something. I'm not thinking about playing playing video games or anything like that. So that's sure. That's kind of my situation. Yeah. Even though that kind of stuff is really cool. It's not for me. And, you know, stuff that Amazon's doing with Luna, is it Luna? It's Luna. And, you know, what Google was doing with Stadia really kind of slowed down this year as
2: far as games coming out on that thing. Right. I think for something like Xbox, where it's just gravy on top of what you're already paying for and experiencing, that's where it comes into play for me, where... I I talk about it all the time. I'm like, yeah, I, I popped down my my backbone onto my iPhone and played some banjo Kazooie, and that mm. was fun for a while. And it was just like a nice in bed activity to wind down, and I didn't have to sit in front of the the computer and and do that. So that's kind of where it comes into play for me. I don't always like the the fact that you have to have a really good internet connection, kind of defeats the way I play it. So. I kind of have to be in my house to get a decent way to do that. And it's got to be something like Banjo-Kazooie or a turn-based game. It can't be Halo. I I tried Halo the other day. It's it's just not doable. And there's (laughs) no
0: beating around the bush. I mean, when it comes to cloud streaming and the amount of games that are available to you, Microsoft is king. Xbox is destroying it with Game Pass. And Stadia just... Google has money. Google probably has just as much money as Microsoft. They just don't have the talent. And that's, I don't know if you guys covered it on your, I don't remember if you guys covered it on your mm-hmm. Xbox episode that you put out a few weeks ago. But that's the thing when Microsoft entered the games market. that's why they succeeded is because they just threw money at developers and just sucked everybody up
1: yeah yeah i mean uh, uh there were rumors too when uh the series s and x were about to drop that they were working on another system that would be cloud streaming only be like a really low cost uh basically the cost of like a chromecast ultra i remember being rumored i'm convinced there's that's still in the works well
2: so no i don't think they're gonna do that i think they're gonna do the TVs that seems oh, like yeah. the better wow. like don't buy anything just buy the tv and and now you have It'll it Do it all yeah right. no,
1: that's a good idea too right but they're definitely working
2: on something yeah. that involves you know cloud gaming right yeah without i mean having a console. all of these all of these things are working on that i know nvidia's got you know oh, yeah. geforce now they're trying to get that as uh something to do things. on tvs so i i'm hearing i'm hearing stadia is the best But now that there's this new GeForce now 3080 tier, I've heard that is really like the best experience you can have with it. Yeah. So yeah, I've, yeah,
0: I've only heard good things about that. It's
2: really expensive though. It's just not, it's cost prohibitive to, I would say, unless you're someone who is like, I want to play all these games with the best graphics and ray tracing, but I have a Chromebook. Maybe that's, A good avenue for you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a really cool concept, and when I remember when they announced Stadia, I was like, "This is going to change things." And of course, Game Pass, it isn't what it is right Right. now. But I when they when I remember when Google announced Stadia, I was like, "This is this is going to like you're just going to be able to sit down, grab a controller, literally just almost play whatever you want." Yeah, and as the years went on. Google just like what Google hey, does with a lot of know. the applications they come out with just did not support it.
1: Well, it blew my mind. They had a Stadia a Studio with no games in development.
0: No, no first <laughs> but party that weren't games ready ever at ever launch. Ship.
1: It was, and they, it folded a year
0: later. Like yeah, that's nuts. This was, this was um, you know, Google. Uh, Google has one point four trillion dollars as far as their market cap goes. So it's like, why? Why are you shutting down your only studio and not shipping, quote-unquote, shipping any games?
1: Somewhere out there, there's an alternate universe where they waited like three years and had studios develop games for launch, and Stadia is like the best system on the market right now.
0: Well, that's the thing. Yeah, like I said, Game Pass was relatively new, so it's like, oh, we should get on the heels of this and come up with something, and it just seemed, yeah, so Well, rushed. not
2: even that. If they had any games i mean there were there were times where it was like hey borderlands 3 just came out but the stadia edition is gonna take two more weeks until you can even play it and why why is not why isn't every game just on the service like what's what's the problem you have to buy them again anyway so it's not like there's a licensing issue that they're trying to get through just have all the games that are on steam available on stadia make it i don't yeah, I, obviously, there's a lot of work that goes into that. But this is Google. They need to get everyone on board that they can.
0: Yeah, there's probably something in there where you have to somehow get the steam launcher in the ecosystem of whatever Stadia is sure. running.
2: Uh, things have to be made or whatever. for Stadia to work the way that they're wanting it to work.
1: Yeah, Google's not always doesn't have the best track record too of supporting some of their ideas. Of course, I mean, like Google Glass and things like that. They've abandoned like risky tech
0: really early on before. Yeah. Um, So. Yeah, this this kind of seems kind of seems it. Like, do you think. Stadia does anything from here on out? Maybe it'll come back with the comeback of cyberpunk.
2: Yeah. The only way to play cyberpunk in, in the beginning there. With Stadia, wait, yeah.
0: wait! How did so, Cyberpunk have a comeback so yeah, apparently.
2: Well, Cyberpunk was the. <laughs> I did They know. got a patch coming that that they're very excited about. But yes, Cyberpunk uh, was uh, like way? only playable on Stadia for the the beginning there, like to to play mm-hmm. it stably. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Yeah. I so, it's weird. I think that Stadia, it should have already been gone, and the fact that it's not makes me think that it's going to be around for a bit longer if not maybe they will introduce something that revitalizes, revitalizes things
1: so watch at the game awards they announced like five exclusives for stadia <laughs> <laughs>
2: i mean i i seem imagine? to remember stadia being a big part of the game awards last year with like little commercials in between so
0: rattle through these game delays real yeah. quick also at the end all right r.i.p smash brothers for real for real right because we ain't talking about <laughs> no you. room
1: for you here that? this has been a lot of fun though. yeah totally yeah i feel like i'm talking a lot
0: i'm like i'm gonna take a back seat uh <laughs> no this is this is great because you guys are the guests one you you are the glue holding this this show together
2: so. i, I just like want to be have
1: my friends together
2: oh the only people who care about you. I just want to be referred to as industry professional Brian from now on for the rest of this episode.
1: Does that have to happen on our show too? Yes. Yes.
2: Nice. S- senior industry professional. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. President of Listoff.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but he gets less pay.
2: Oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry.
0: Too soon. So I put this on here, I put this story on here last minute. Oh, but it's big. I don't yeah, I don't know what to make of it because there's not at the time of this recording, December 4th, 2021, there's really just <laughs> really not a lot to talk about because a lot of it is just kind of some of it's confirmed, some of it isn't. Um, because this just came out yesterday on December third, twenty twenty-one. It's hot off the press. Sony is merging. PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now, to create a Game Pass alternative, whatever that means.
1: Uh, actually, there were some details in the rumors here. Uh, if I can, I go over it real quick. Yeah, So go it's codenamed Spartacus. <laughs> uh, that's that's real. Uh, and there are three tiers apparently. Um, probably each tier costing more than the prior. Uh, the first one would basically be the existing PlayStation Plus benefits. So you get the online play and your three games a month, right? The second tier would offer a large catalog of PlayStation 4 and eventually PlayStation 5 games, so similar to what PlayStation now is right now. Uh, and it would also include the prior tier benefits of PlayStation Plus. The third tier is where things get really interesting. I think this is the genuine Game Pass competitor. Uh, it would add extended demos. So for new games, you'd get demos. Um, it would have game streaming uh, as well as PS1, PS2, PS3, and PSP games. And that's on top of all the prior tiers. So you're talking about basically a back catalog of PlayStation's history available to play, which is sounds great.
0: I'm interested to see what this library looks like because right, hearing that, exactly, if you get that first tier... If you're still getting the benefits of PlayStation Plus, what does that even mean to still get your three games a month? What are your other privileges that you that you're getting? You know what I mean? Does that make sense?
1: Well you get the online play, so you get to play your games online. It's it's what PS Plus is now. I mean it's 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 I, I do appreciate PS Plus, but a lot of those games so I So it's you're literally like, quote, unquote, just purchase.
0: getting PS Plus. So this is just right, another right. So the second tier would be that plus whatever PS Now currently is, right?
1: Well, they say P- a library of PS4 and PS5 games. So I, I equated it to PS Now uh, because that's kind of what PS Now currently is uh, for the most right. part. But um, yeah, I mean, it's basically going to be like you get your three free games a month, as well as this library of PS4 and PS5 games uh, to play. And, and I think download as well. Right now, I'll, Uh you can still download games from PS now as well right now. Mm -hmm. It's not just cloud based, but um but yeah, that's that's about it.
2: So I think if they truly want to be a Game Pass competitor, they have to do two things. They need to hit the price point. I mean, fifteen dollars a month is it's it's a lot as far as a subscription, but it's an incredible value for what you're getting. And two, Xbox and Microsoft, they have said first party. It's going to be there. And, and this is. I don't know if Sony's going to come out and say that. It's Part
1: of the rumor was that it's not. It's not going to include day one That's games. bad. Yeah. That's bad.
2: You got to do that. I agree. I would get as, it instantly if it, if they said, yes, first party.
1: Right. It comes out as greedy, right? right? If you're saying, oh, you get this back catalog of games, but I still want you paying 70 bucks for a new PS5. Yep. Like that. That's bad. It does look bad. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: And what a third party game's going to look like. You know, you which third-party
1: games are they going to get? You get
0: that back right. catalog. You get that third tier of the PS1 through PS3 and plus the or not Vita uh PSP. What third-party titles are you getting? Because when you look at Game Pass, there isn't a ton of Xbox or 360 stuff on Game Pass. So if you get that third tier, how many PS1 games are going to be on there? How many PS2 games are going to be on there? Is it just going to be overrun with a whole bunch of? you know, PS3 or PSP third-party titles? What's, like, right. what's, what is this library?
1: I, I think it would almost have to have the first-party titles because they yeah. own the rights to them. The biggest question is which third-party titles would you get? I, I agree with you there, Keith. Because you would but, need
0: some to compete with game Pass. Oh, absolutely, yeah. like, look, like You're not going to put Hades have...
2: on whatever Spartacus is right. going to be? You're <laughs> <Right>. an idiot, <laughs> you know? Like... Well, and, no, and that I, could be their yeah. game. It, Sony could just say like, all right, well, we've got this out here and we're going to take away whatever third party games like like Hades. And, and if it's a shot that gets fired at Xbox, hey, you guys now have fewer games that you're able to offer because we have the rights for this for X number of months. It's just like Netflix and Amazon and all the TV streaming services. Seinfeld gets moved around all the time. So if if Sony's able to take these bigger games from Microsoft, that's going to only be good for Sony.
1: It's also good for competition.
2: Yeah, you know, if, totally. if this comes
1: out, period, and it's going to be good to for both Game Pass and this, like they have to remain competitive and then the gamer will be the person who benefits. So I have a question, though. Say this yeah. comes out and it's predominantly first party games. Right, maybe a few third party sprinkled here and there from throughout the PS1 to current library. And it's really just you're still paying 70 bucks for the new games, right? And it's 10 bucks a month, would you get it? Would that be enough to compete with Game Pass? N- not for me. No. Not- <laughs> yeah. Cuz I don't think there's any way. I don't think there's any way this comes out and it's $10 a month.
0: I mean, I think it's got to be more than you that. You look at E3, And look at how many stuff got announced, and there was a little Game Pass thing in the corner of just about every trailer. Right.
1: You you said it. I think last week or two weeks ago, and I had the same exact sentiment, where you were like watching E3, and you said, "Well, I think I got to get an Xbox." (laughs) Yeah. And and that's what drew drove me to get mine.
0: I mean, I'm like Game Pass is 120 dollars a year, and within I've had my Series X for four or five months, I have gotten way more value than $120 in those five yeah. months. Absolutely. You, you play one, you know, triple A title, it's sixty, seventy dollars right there. You play another one and you've already gotten gotten your money's worth.
2: Yeah. So uh-huh. yeah. I think I get this if they have the first party. Like that I would pay a a lot of money if it meant I'm getting all first party Sony games, because then I I can just convert all these like ratchet. I haven't bought a hundred Returnal I haven't bought and it immediately becomes valuable at that point. I do think that if they say it's $20 a month, then, and it has like first party, let's say I'm being very, very hopeful. I think that gives Microsoft an excuse to, raise their price which i think is inevitable and that's where a competition like doesn't necessarily benefit the consumer but having two of these kind of services out there at the same time is is very exciting if oh, sony yeah. gets it right
0: yeah uh, yeah if sony gets it right they yeah. haven't gotten a lot right <laughs> this generation <laughs> so not fair, they're yeah. gonna bung- I, I feel like they're gonna bungle this somehow
1: the one thing I think they've gotten right is first party acquisitions. I think they've done a good job yeah. this generation of that, but that's about and it. And I think
2: I mentioned that to you, Ryan, is that when Sony makes a first party game, it is like one of the best games I've ever mm-hmm. played. And that, that mm-hmm. says something. It's usually getting nominated for a game of the year or something.
0: You right.
3: Know? Yeah.
1: Well, and I said on our show as well, like if it were all things were equal and it was $70 per game, I would buy that game on my PlayStation every time totally. because the controllers just more next gen, like the games run better. But if if this came out, sorry, and it had day one games for 20 bucks a month, 100 percent I'm getting it because it would save me a boatload. Of I will cash, say I have totally. a huge
0: hole in my yeah. gaming experience because I never got a PS3. So there's a whole bunch of games that I did not play on the ps3 because i didn't have one i went 360 for that generation so if it's decently priced i could see myself just getting it for the ps3 games well the best
2: ps3 games have been remade already that's true yeah yeah Yeah, it's 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 tough i because i have if you have have a hacked ps1
0: i've got a hacked ps2 like i don't need those games technically right so it's like It would be more convenience. Am I? If what I'm paying for is convenient enough, then maybe. But you you got to have those day one games.
1: And do you think it'll be similar with this, where they do it in an annual price will be your best bet because that's how PS Plus is now and how PS Now is as well. Is like it's it's sixty dollars a year. So do you see them doing with Spartacus something like that, where sure maybe it's like twenty bucks a month, but if you get the whole year at once,
0: it'll be you know i'm just laughing cuz you're just calling something. it spartacus but then, i mean yeah, yeah i have to it's
1: spartacus yeah
0: i'm one of those people that is it's, guiltless it is, man. i still have auto renewal on nso and i don't use it at all it's so, Ooh, so i'm definitely whew. guilty of being i turned one off of those my auto renewal it's just like yeah i just uh, have it speaking of Nintendo I mean Nintendo's gotta be looking at this news and just like picking their nose well
1: they think they did something good with uh, (laughs) uh, the expansion pack or whatever yeah okay if Diddy Kong Racing
2: comes to, to Nintendo Switch Online I'll get it I'll get it I'll get it too I'll get it too
0: Get out of here. Of course, it being the world that we live in, uh, we're getting a lot of game delays that we probably normally otherwise wouldn't get. So I just added a whole bunch of stuff here at the end of this document. Is there anything else that you guys see that you could add? There, I came across a list. There was 57 games delayed this year. Yeah, yeah. I'm not naming all of them. I, I feel like <laughs> these are the biggest hitters here so from i guess the latest is pragmata don't know really don't know what that game is yet nope
1: (laughs) spaceman spaceman with little girl
0: yeah right uh so that got delayed from 2022 to 2023 hogwarts legacy got delayed to 2022 uh the cyberpunk dlc i guess that's important maybe (laughs) that got delayed to next year as well Uh, The Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake got delayed till next year. Fucking poor Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. I reported on this last year. (laughs) Still no release date. Gran Turismo 7 got delayed until next year, which looks like the stuffiest looking racing game I've ever seen. So far up its own ass.
2: Yeah. It looks wonderful. (laughs) That's what what they want.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's what I'm going to play. Gotham Knights got delayed until next year sifu i'm very excited
2: for
1: same thank coming you out
2: next year well that got a game delay but then also a game advancement right yeah little bit of both. yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: another yeah. game i'm really excited for ghostwire tokyo uh, that's coming out next year horizon we already talked about Ooh. coming next year as well and looks looks dying great. light 2
3: mm,
0: coming out next year got Delayed twice, I think, right? Yeah, that's been a development. First, it was delayed to like, yeah, delayed to late
1: 21 and then into 22.
0: Yeah, yeah. um, Elden Ring uh, got pushed back a month from January to February of 2022. I'm excited. Advanced Wars one and two reboot camp, unfortunately, would be out around this time, but oh, yeah, got pushed back to next year. I think it's uh, spring.
1: I think Brian said it best on our podcast. They said, like, you know, they have a really hard time developing those 20-year-old <laughs> games.
0: Uh, we're not going to talk about this one. Nah. We're not going to talk about this one. Nah. The play date. Ooh. Oh, that yeah. little, little handheld cranky, cranky guy. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's kind of neat. It's cool. It's neat. It's expensive, though, right? Yeah, I'm not going to get it. I think it's just neat. I don't know. It <laughs> that thing got delayed until 2022. I, I love yellow
2: electronics, so that's even better for me.
0: Honestly, the crank gives a lot of character. It does. It's cool. It's cool. And then the Saints Row remake got pushed from February 2022 to August. So it'll be coming out in the summertime. So that's pretty much it for this. uh, That's it. 2021 edition of the news (laughs) (laughs) the news we wanted to talk about right right. i mean i feel like we covered a pretty wide swath of stuff
1: yeah um as always keith i don't you you must like me because you keep inviting me back (laughs) on and i will forever be thankful for that it's always so much fun to come on here and it's so nice to to have brian here as well and
0: i mean technically brian is with you in spirit every time you've come on. So I feel like he's been on just as many times (laughs) as you have technically. It is
1: funny when he's here is the episode I don't talk crap about. Oh my
0: gosh. (laughs) he just
2: keeps putting Banjo-Kazooie everywhere.
0: I don't want to get off topic here. We should (laughs) cut this off here. (laughs) Uh, Guys, thank you so much for coming on and doing this with me again. There's no way I would be able to combine this with my game of the year episode because it would just be, four hours long it's way too long and so when i was like well if this is going to be a separate episode i have to bring you guys on i can't not because you guys kind of do this on your show and yeah again i just i could have thought better group of people to bring on the show and
1: thanks man break I, down I the news you, that dude. happened thank so, you for that love you guys too thank you for that yeah.
2: that you. means a lot it's been yeah. it's awesome, it's awesome. Uh, thank you so, so much
0: why don't you guys plug away fight over who wants to uh Talk about Brian do it I, I've
2: done what?
1: it. I've done it twice on here before, dude. I don't even have right, our so, socials. Right, I don't even need them. So I, let me handle this, Brian. Look at the president of the company over here, right? Jeez. So uh, I hope I get a raise for this. But uh, no, you can find us on uh, on Instagram at Listoff Podcast, on Twitter at Listoff underscore Podcast, our Gmail is Listoff Podcast at gmail.com. We also have a merch store. I don't know if I could promote that on your show. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. But if you're sick of buying Keith's merch, you could buy ours.
0: (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh,
1: but, uh, can we put the link in the
0: show notes? Is that cool? All of your stuff, all of your stuff is going to be in the show notes. 100%. Awesome. Awesome.
1: Yeah. But, uh, if any, I just want to say we appreciate you guys hearing us talk about the
0: news. And as for me, I mean, yeah, we just in the show notes. Show notes, my link tree is in there. Links to the Redbubble account where you can also buy some merch. You know what? Go crazy. Go crazy. I know you got a little bit of extra Christmas money this year. I know you got a little bit of extra Hanukkah money. You got eight nights of just money thrown at you probably. Spend a little spend a little bit of treat yourself to a list off t-shirt. Treat yourself to a man quest t-shirt. You could buy yourself I concur. You could you could buy a nice fat recommend sticker and put it on your list off shirt. Because who wouldn't recommend Listoff? I certainly would. Otherwise, yeah, the email's in there, mainquestpod at gmail.com. Twitter, you could just completely ignore that. Uh, Mainquest, The Mainquest on Instagram. It's where a lot of the goings on with the show. You see the schedule there um, and just kind of just see me chit chat about stuff that's coming up on the show as well. Uh, It's also the easiest way to get a hold of me. Well,
2: I interact with the main quest oh, Twitter the most out of any of poor those. soul. So I appreciate you being <laughs> on there.
0: I pray for anybody who has to interact with me on Twitter. <laughs> um so yeah, that's that's gonna wrap it up. Again, thank you, Brian. Thank you, Ryan. Especially Brian, breaking your cherry here, your main quest cherry. Yeah. Happy to oh, happy oh, to do it. That. And next week you guys will hear me for literally my last episode of the year my last episode for the next two months because daddy needs a break you'll hear me rattle off 75 games in which i have to categorize and decide which are my 10 favorite games as well and also on the day that this episode airs you can go ahead and head to list off where i will be on talking about specifically my top 10 games of 2021. There's going to be a difference here between those episodes. So you got to listen to both to get the whole complete picture, I guess, of my, my, my gaming habits. (laughs) So (laughs) until next time, guys, I will talk to everybody later. Take care of yourselves. I wrote out this really stupid thing because we're going to be journalists tonight, right? You guys are journalists every month. I'm never a journalist. We stopped
1: all that, yeah.
0: You stopped being journalists?
1: Well, we stopped addressing news stories specifically because it it became an issue where like we're not journalists and there's stuff we miss and there's stuff we don't address and like we didn't want to be held accountable
0: for that. Are you guys not doing the mission reports anymore? Well,
1: we are, but like our last one was on Halo and Xbox specifically. We didn't touch Bobby Kotick, you know what I mean? (laughs) Bobby Kotick touches you.